Years ago, I had a little person here on the farm who insisted on calling a whip a whacker. And he'd say to me, Auntie Lorna, will I go get the whacker? Okay, at the time it was funny, but in hindsight, I realise how a lot of people have negative connotations towards artificial aids. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And, you know, a lot of the time using artificial aids can actually really help clarify the conversation. And no, it's not a whacker and we don't use it as a whacker, but, you know, as a little person... And I think it's because he potentially was after being used on some of the other little people as a whacker. But um, as a little person, that came out. And I think that it very much sums up a lot of riders' feelings and a lot of riders, um, their use of artificial aids and in this case I'm talking about a whip but there's so many different artificial aids um, that we can use and that we can make use of on a daily basis and I feel that it's important to first of all be aware of them and secondly understand how they can actually help to clarify what you are trying to say to your horse and by doing so they actually back up or they reinforce or they if you want they just make it become a lot clearer your actual natural aids and over time you take the conversation and you begin to actually move away from the natural or from the, from the artificial aids and more towards the natural aids um, and that that's important that there's kind of this transition that happens as you develop your aids more and more but let's start back at the beginning and all about the actual artificial aids and what's important to remember is that artificial aids they're not positive or negative they're, they just are what they are however it is how we use them and how we apply them that makes them positive or negative okay so that's really really important to remember and to recognize okay now an artificial aid is simply anything that is not part of your body that you use to get a point across to your horse okay or that you use to help you explain something, help you train, help you speak with, whatever you want to say. Um, It's going to help you in some way with the conversation with your horse, but it's not part of your body. Anything that's part of your body is going to be a natural aid. So your natural aid would be your weight, your legs, your hands, your voice, your thoughts, all that fun stuff. Um, They would be natural aids. Um, Then your artificial aids could be a bridle, a bit, a head collar, a lead rope, a lunge whip, a normal whip, um, spurs, the arena wall, the stable wall, ground poles, they are all artificial aids. And yet you probably feel differently about quite a few of those artificial aids. So for example, for a lot of riders using the arena, that the railings of the arena feels different to using a whip. And yet they're both can be very, very valuable if used in the right situation and in the right way with our horse in order to get a point across. Now, the other part of the artificial aids not being negative or positive comes down to how you use it. And I feel that that's really, really important. Okay. You need to begin to get really mindful about what you want to say and how you can then say it. Okay. And now, and I want to kind of take this a bit further because when we begin to get really clear on what we're trying to say to our horse, okay, it basically means that we have defined, we've clearly defined our boundaries and you need boundaries. You need boundaries with anything in life, okay? Boundaries are really important. But for very often, very often many riders 
they're actually lacking boundaries. That that's the issue. They are that they're a bit wishy-washy. You know, that that's okay one day, not so good the next day. And everything's kind of up and down and all over the place. And that won't work. And that's where you get confusion coming in from horses. So I want you to think about your boundaries, clear boundaries as being equal to clear expectations. And it is from there that you can then begin to effectively use artificial aids in your conversation with your horse okay so so many of our boundaries they can be communicated and they can be enforced using natural aids okay and again your natural aids it could be your voice your hands your seat your legs your position but every now and then you're going to meet a situation where an artificial aid is actually going to be more helpful okay and less confusing very often where a lot of riders see this is as i said the railing of an arena that that's like it's a good example people don't see that as an artificial aid it is (laughs) it is oh it is um and it's an important artificial aid however and I, i feel this is really really important the key to successfully using artificial aids is to realize that they are only there to back up or to reinforce your natural aids okay I do not feel that they should be used on their own. Um, And I also don't feel that they should lead the conversation between you and your horse, okay? So they're a supporting role, but they are powerful. And particularly when you want to clarify whatever it is that you're trying to say, okay? So there are, as I said, so many different types of natural aids. And whether you use one or use a lot of them, what is important is that you need to get very clear on what you want to say to your horse before you begin to say it, okay? So when we know what we want, we can then go about actually actively and effectively communicating that to our horse. And we would obviously, we would try with our natural aids first. And how we try, and and this is with any aids, you apply pressure. And then when the horse kind of gets it, when the horse understands it, when he, when he, responds the way we want him to respond we release the pressure okay so it's a pressure and release system artificial aids work in the exact same way and it it's, think about let's say the railing of the arena it it's pressure if the horse goes too close to it that's a lot of pressure okay so the horse is going to move away from it and think about a whip same principle pressure and the, the pressure is applied the pressure is released and it's really really important to understand that you are in charge of the pressure you're also in charge of the timing okay and timing is a really important element when it comes to any aids okay and um, you need to think about how you're applying it and when you're applying it now one of the most misunderstood aids is the whip and I believe that the whip is actually it's got completely the wrong name if it was called a stick or a pointer um, I think that would be just a far more beneficial name I think a whip we automatically go to kind of the verb associated with that word and whipping and um, or to whip I am going to whip you we don't like that um and obviously we don't want to do that with our horses um so i think that for many of us it's because of the name of it that that's why we're very resistant to using it but remember your whip if you think if we renamed whip to pointer all it does is basically points out to your horse hey buddy you kind of ignored my leg there a little do you want to listen up the next time cheers that's it that's what it does. It is a pointer. And all you're doing is bringing the horse's attention to the natural aid. 
which they missed. And whether they missed it, you know, that we can have a whole conversation on how and why they missed it. But it does come down to you being very consistent, which is why I bring it back to getting clear on your boundaries and your expectations first, okay? Then being consistent, applying your aids consistently. And then when things are missed, missed, <laughs> you can then uh, back it up. And I personally believe, and I'm sure you agree with me, that a tap of a pointer is a lot nicer than bruising the sides off your horse by kicking the living daylights out of him using your legs. That's not nice. And, you know, so many people are like, oh, I don't like using whips. They're terrible and they're this, that, the other. Rename it in your head. Call it a pointer and think about how kicking something is, is that nice? I don't know. I think we'd have to go a long way now to say that, that that's okay and that's good behavior, right? Eh? So um, let's just think about that as well in our writing. So I want to, uh, I was saying to you just now that there is this consistency and that has to happen. And I very much believe if you've been around these parts for any length of time, you know that um, I believe that responsiveness is very much a rider's, it, it's, it all falls on the lap of the rider, <laughs> If you have a responsiveness issue, you have an issue, not your horse. And what I mean by that is that it is important that when you are using your artificial aids, you need to be consistent regarding what you're doing and when you're doing it. So it's really important to, first of all, make your horse aware of the fact that you're going to ask something at any given time. Okay. So as riders, we often do this through the half halt. So how many times have you seen a rider failing to do that, failing to actually get their horse's attention, first of all, before diving headlong into a question and then getting really upset when they don't get the response they wanted. And it's not that they're not getting the response that the horse is ignoring them. It's just that the horse didn't realize the question was coming. You have to get the horse's attention first, okay? So you use your half hold. You can then use your natural aid, ask with the natural aid. And then only when the horse ignores or doesn't respond or maybe doesn't understand the natural aid, that's where then the artificial aid comes in and you can back it up with that, okay? But if you are being consistent with your communication, okay, and then you are correcting over time, you're correcting and you're just using the artificial aid to correct things, okay, you are going to reach a point where your horse will then begin to listen to your natural aids. And that's where I want to get to, that you're weaning the horse off the artificial aids. Now, for many riders, they are doing maybe activities where they feel that they do need the backup they're ready and waiting if they need it um, for whatever activity they're doing, such as maybe they're doing more show jumping or whatever the case is, and they just feel, hold on, you know, we can get around the whole thing without actually using the artificial aid, but when it comes, when kind of push comes to shove, I may need to use it, and therefore I am choosing to have it with me. It does not have to be used, but I'm choosing to have it with me. And that that's fine. There's no problem with that at all, okay? But if you want to reach a place where you don't have to have it with you, it is going to take time. And how you reach that place is it's trust, okay? You need to begin developing trust in yourself and your horse and vice versa. Your horse needs to begin developing trust in both himself and also you as well, okay? And from there, you move forward. When the conversation is refined and as it becomes more and more refined, it basically happens through building confidence and building the whole relationship. So 
the the boundary of the arena let's say if we were to take away the boundary of the arena how comfortable would you feel how comfortable would your horse feel if you were suddenly there's no more arena fence or, or railings or whatever you want to call it there's no wall in the arena anymore and now you're just out in a big open space how does that feel how does the thought of that feel? And can you see how over time it's a trust thing that has to build? And that's the same for your legs, for any anything that you're using an artificial aid to back it up, there is a trust thing. So I mentioned a couple of artificial aids at the very beginning, and some of those were the bit and the bridle. They are artificial aids, the head collar and the lead rope. Would you trust your horse walking with you without a head collar and lead rope? Would the conversation be that refined and would there be enough depth in your relationship with the horse in order for the two of you to be able to consistently communicate through just natural aids so just your body um, and then actually be effective in that communication as well so there is this bridge where you get to do you have to bridge that no not at all okay if you know i personally enjoy a head collar and a lead rope so it's up to you if you want to get to that point but it is just understanding that there is a bridge there and in order to get to that point it does take a lot of developing and the developing is a mental a physical and also um, an emotional development that happens for both you and your horse so i want you today to begin thinking about when you're out working with your horse begin thinking about all the artificial aids you're using and begin thinking and looking at what is a crutch and what is actually being useful right now and that is where i want to kind of take this very often we no longer need the artificial aid and yet we continue to use it because it's easier to do it, okay? And it actually, it's it, the artificial aid, where in the beginning it was helping the conversation, now it's actually become a crutch. And it's actually the thing that's blocking us from developing more and taking the conversation further. So I want you to begin thinking about that with your horse today as you go forward with this. I think it's really, really important. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I would love for you to join me inside of the group. I'm going to be talking all things artificial aids and natural aids this week. You can do so over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash group. Very simple. Okay, I'll see you in there. Be good. Bye.